0: This week I was blessed to be able to read out this text in several settings, uh, to talk to Bible studies and other groups, and it would begin the same way. Uh, when I would say, let mutual love continue, everybody would smile, right? And when, when we would talk about be kind to strangers, people would start to wonder, does the Bible really mean them, that other group? We would keep going and we would get to the marriage bed being undefiled and God's judgment and suddenly people were shifting around a little bit and looking away. Oh, well, Pastor Brad, that must be talking about them, those other people, right? And then they would walk through it and in the end they would all have basically the same question or thought. It was always the first one to come out, which is, Pastor Brad, isn't this kind of judgmental? I mean, isn't this kind of why people don't like Christians in the church? Is because we're trying to put this off on them or something, and I reminded them that this wasn't written for them. It was written for us. Hebrews was written to faithful people who knew their Bible, calling them in to another way of life so that they might be freed to do things that are amazing. Hey, have you ever known a faithful Christian, someone you looked at and you watched them do things where you would have given up or you would have tired out or your compassion would have failed, and yet you watch the way they stand with something, someone and do something amazing and you go, wow, look at that life. This is a how-to manual to help people live a Christian life out of faithfulness. It's literally how you operationalize the idea of letting mutual love continue. The book of Hebrews has walked us from its beginning through the stories of faith, for now 12 chapters that are beautiful and working through to get to this climax of you have been surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses that now with perseverance, you might run the race ahead of you. And now at that climax, it is telling you about the race, the amazing things that God can do through you beyond what you can even imagine. So it's it's a bit like this. Does anybody know what kite surfing is? Kite surfing. How many of y'all have flown a kite? Anybody? Come on, play along. It's a lot more fun. There's no judgment on this, right? Kite. What about surfing? Anybody ever surfed? Anybody ever been surfing? Anybody seen surfing live? right? It's, it's kind of They're kind of awkward. Did we have any choir members that surfed? Uh, anybody kite surfed together? We actually had a person at the first service, at the 815, who had actually kite surfed. You see, I, I was blessed one time to get to go to a beach where this was being done. I was sitting at a scenic over, overlook, looking out over the Pacific Ocean, and I had, had sat down, so I'm sitting at a little lawn chair, and I'm sorry, choir, I'm going to pop down here where I can kind of do that. And Laura and I were sitting there and we were looking out on this beautiful beach and there were these surfers out there catching the waves and coming in and it was pretty awesome and inspiring to see and beautiful, you know, beautiful spot. I was just like happy with life. And suddenly I see a person in the water down there and they've got something that looks like a ski rope and I watch them pull back on it And this kite, it it looks like kind of a parachute that's been made smaller to be a kite. It kind of gets strung out there about about 30 yards from them, and they pull back on it, and suddenly it's pulling them through the water. It made surfing look boring. This guy heads out, cutting across the waves, goes to turn before he gets to the cliffs, because Lorna's breath is going, he's going to die. But here he goes, and sure enough, he goes and he pulls up on it. Him, the wakeboard, and everything spin around like three times, and he lands headed in the other direction. Apparently, he was kind of good at it. As Christians, the author of Hebrews is trying to get us to be kite surfers. He's inviting us to do something that the rest of the world thinks is impossible. If you had tried to describe kite surfing, at least you all can Google it and see a picture of it, right? But, but, if, but if you were trying to describe that to me, that somebody could be on a board headed one way like a surfer, they can pull back on this big parachute and flip around in the air, I would have thought you were nuts. But he's inviting us into that and then he describes how to do it so this week I decided to go sit down and do some research and I looked into how do you kite sail it's one of the most exciting things Uh, this one one person on their website said how to kite sail in one day how to go from zero to hero in less than 12 hours pretty cool huh Well, the first thing you're going to need before you get safety equipment, before you get that beautiful kite, before you get the right kind of board and the right kind of shoes, the first thing you need is a person who's done it before. Every website agrees, from Red Bull down to the company selling the board, that when you look at this extreme sport, the most important safety tip is have someone who's done it before show you how to do it. A reliable and trusted guide who will put their arm around you and explain things to you, and at each step of the way, lead you through a process that will help you be able to hold on. Because here's the important thing. Most of y'all, when I said, "How many have flown a kite before?" How many of y'all have ever been flying a kite before and you let go? What happens to the kite? Yeah, out loud. Somebody raise their hand. What, is it? what happens to it? It'll fly on its own for a little bit and then it what? Into the ground. Crashes, right? I mean, it's not going to stay in the air. It's the tension that keeps it in the air, Right? For us in our faith journey, if we're going to really learn how to be moved by the Spirit of God and to allow God's love to lead us and guide us, one of the first things we're going to have to understand that it's the tension between the Word of God and the world around us that sets us apart to do things that are beyond what other people imagine are possible. So when we do these things and we are these things and we're becoming these things, one of the things that you're going to have to know is if it pulls a little bit and is uncomfortable and makes you squirm some, it's not out of some form of judgment. It's about the ultimate love of the world being expressed in your life so that you may be an example that others can follow. And y'all are already doing this, many of you. You're living in ways and being people involved in different efforts in our community and beyond in ways that I look and I say, how can they do that? They're flipping up in the air 100,000 times and going around and landing and heading in the other direction leading and caring being compassionate reaching out as the people of God you are doing everything on this list and when you join together in Christian community even if you're like me and you know i got to confess something friends i'm pre- probably never gonna actually kite surf I'm sorry, I know some of y'all are going, well, Pastor Brad, you're still real young, but I'm just telling you this arthritic knee, right, and a little shoulder issue, oh. I'm, I'm probably, I'm just gonna say it, I'm probably not gonna do it. Now, some of you probably will, but in spirit, I can watch you fly. I can cheer you on. I can help throw up a parachute, that kite that will pull you where you want to go. I can care for you and support you and catch you when you crash. Because it happens sometimes when you're flying so high. You see, we are called, as the people of God, to be living in a way that's full of faith. So this day, I hope, You brought your life preserver. I hope you have your crash helmet. I hope you're willing to hold on and to stay grounded and rooted in the word of God. For in that tension we feel as we pull back and balance our legs on that board, God will take us and lead us and help us be in places we can't even imagine. Right now, At this moment, you are involved sponsoring people as as people of God, as Christians, as United Methodists who are going into jails and working in ministries of reconciliation, something as simple and forgotten from you and I as like a tape player or an MP3 kind of cassette, the ability to simply record something is being used by inmates because of our ministry and how we have supported them through part of our apportionment so that inmates may read books to their children at home. So on the day of judgment, when you're asked, when did you do this thing? As a Christian, you have joined with others to do this thing. On your behalf, At the border, right now, when strangers are entering this country through legal means, you are there welcoming them as part of the United Methodist Church. Everything on this list. You care for them, you feed them, you love them. Let your mutual love continue. Rejoice and enjoy the ride because God is doing amazing things. Do not despair or lose hope. And as Hebrews say, when your knees become weak and your back is strained and you're sore and you feel like you're unable to have compassion anymore. Stay rooted in the Word. Pull back. And surf again, my friends. For the blessing of the grace of God only works when we hold on together. Keep holding on. Keep loving in his name. Keep following the list he gave us in his holy word. My friends, let mutual love continue no matter what we see on TV or the culture around us might promote, let mutual love continue for it is the way we learn to follow Christ. Amen.